These are people that have made Jesus Lord of their life, but because they didn't renew their mind to the kingdom lifestyle, because they still in their heart wanted to do what they wanted to do, which when you do what you want to do, you're giving yourself over to Satan. They're not living the kingdom of God. It said there that they've been alienated, separated, looking on the, on the outside, looking in to the kingdom of God, to the life of God. Verse 19, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness. Verse 20, but you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, put away your former lifestyle, put away the way you used to do things, put away the former kingdom that used to control you and be in operation in your life, put it off. The old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your what? Mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which was, recre- which was created according to God, in true righteousness and holiness. This is why this is so important. If you don't continue to walk in your responsibility to live right in the kingdom of God, you won't have access to the rights and the privileges and the benefits of the kingdom of God. They go hand in hand. If I break the law out here, I lose my right and my privilege to benefits of this nation. There are people that are sitting in jail cells and in prison in the United States of the United States of America, in this nation, that don't have the privileges and the benefits that we have on a daily basis. They don't even get to eat what they want. They don't get to wake up when they want to wake up. They don't get to do what they want to do. Because they did not hold tightly. They did not value the principles and the standards of this country. They did what they wanted to do. If I want that, I'll take it without paying for it. If I don't like that person, I'll kill them and take them out of this world. And they lose their benefits because they didn't hold on to the responsibility. And when we're talking about keys of the kingdom, remember, let's keep this in big picture. We're talking about kingdom keys. When we're talking about keys of the kingdom... You don't get access to the keys of the kingdom if you don't have the responsibility and value the standards and the principles of this kingdom. This kingdom doesn't operate like your former kingdom. In your former kingdom, you didn't like someone, you talked bad about them. In this kingdom, you don't like someone, you love them. That's this kingdom. We're not living according to the former kingdom. Up there, back in... Verse 18, he said, their understanding was darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. The ignorance. But look down what he says in verse 20. You have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him 
as the truth is in Jesus. How do you get rid of ignorance? You learn it. You hear it. You get taught by it. That is how the kingdom operates. And you cannot remain in ignorance. Ignorance will kill you. And as we, as we are taught, as we learn, as we hear, now we need to begin to do. And allow it to renew our minds. That's what Romans chapter 12 is all about. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, renew your mind. Because when you renew your mind, then you renew your life. And we don't have believers living the kingdom life because they're not thinking the kingdom life. We don't have believers uh, living according to the kingdom of God because they're not hearing, they're not being taught, or they're just simply not doing what they're being taught. Okay? That's the other side of citizenship. And I can sit here and talk to you all day long about the rights and our privileges and our benefits, but you know, you we've all seen cops where they got someone under arrest for something they did wrong, and what are they saying? I got my rights. I got my. I, I know my rights. You just broke the rules. You have no rights anymore. Your right is that you get an attorney. <laughs> Your right is you get to go before a judge one day and you explain it to him. That's the right and privilege you now have because you gave it up. You didn't hold on to your responsibility as a citizen of this nation. Now, John chapter 18. John chapter 18. People say, well, what about this kingdom? I can't see this kingdom. All I see is the world around me. All I see is death. All I see is sickness. All I see is is everything that I live in. How do I see the kingdom of God? How do I see this kingdom that I'm now a citizen of or that I now live in? How do I see it? How do, we, how do I become a part of it? Look what Jesus says in John chapter 18, verse 36. Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. When Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world, he is not saying, my kingdom is not in this world. We can't get those confused. He is saying, my kingdom doesn't come from this world. He's saying, my kingdom comes from a different place into this world. Look what he says just a chapter back, John chapter 17. He's praying for his disciples. Verse 15, John seventeen fifteen. I do not pray, this is Jesus talking to his Father, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. Verse 16, they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. Now, how in the world can Jesus send his disciples into the world if they're already in the world? How can he send them into something they're already living on a daily basis? What is he saying? He's saying, I have now placed my kingdom within them. I have given them access to my kingdom, and now I send them into the world from 
my kingdom. He's not saying that I took them out of the world, I killed them, and now I'm going to bring them back to life into the world. He's not talking literally. We're not talking about the world that we see. He's saying that I have now given them access to a kingdom that is not of this world, and I am sending them back into the world with that power, with that authority. That is how you and I live. We are in the world. We are not of the world. Now, again, that doesn't mean ignore everything that's around you, but we have to learn to go to the kingdom that we are really a part of. See, this is what, this is what it's going to require. This is what it's going to require. You are going to have to now see heaven and the kingdom of God as a foreign country. It is a country. It is a country just like the United States, just like Canada, just like Germany. It is another country. And it is the country that you are really a part of. Remember, the unseen is more real than the seen. My kingdom doesn't have to be visible for it to be real. The kingdom of heaven is real. It is a country, and that is where we come from when we were born and we gain our citizenship to that country. So now, we are citizens of the kingdom of God and citizens of this world and of this nation, the United States of America. If I was speaking to Germans... You're a citizen of Germany. If I was speaking to uh, people in England, you're a property of England. That is your citizenship. But we have what is called dual citizenship. Even naturally speaking, people can have dual citizenship. You can gain citizenship of another country and still keep the citizenship of your former country. There's people that have that in the United States. They were born in another country, they were citizens of another country, but through due process, they didn't just go and say, hey, I want to be a citizen of the United States of America. It's not that easy. And now they can have dual citizenship. We have that. And the kingdom of heaven is who is always backing us up. So when things happen in this world, I remember when the when the economy started to turn down and uh, there was there were believers that were saying, you know what, we're recession-proof. We're not limited to that. That's a true statement. I don't care what's happening in the United States. I don't care how many jobs people are losing. I don't care what happens to the economy. I operate according to a different economic system. I operate according to a different country. Well, how in the world? How? It's because the unseen is more real than the seen. And here is why we're here. Here's the answer. We are here to influence this realm with that realm. But what has happened is more believers have become influenced by this realm and forgotten that realm. See, God put us in this world to change the world. But rather, we've got a lot of people that have been changed by the world, have become like the world. That's the greatest danger. That's the greatest danger of taking someone out of one country and putting them in another and forcing them to change that area. Because 
many times we become a product of our environment. And we just simply become what we're surrounded by. If I went to a different country as an American United States citizen, it would be very easy for me to begin to take on cultures and traditions and begin to do things the way they do it over there and forget why I'm even over there in the first place. But Jesus says, they are not of this world, just as I am not of this world, and I am sending them into the world to change the world. That's what he was doing. Now, how is this possible if we're just constantly surrounded by the world? Acts chapter 1, verse 8. I am taking my spirit and I'm placing it in you. That is why Jesus told his disciples to go and tarry, to go and wait. He said, don't try to go into the world without first getting my spirit to live within you. The Holy Spirit is the one that allows you to change your surrounding. The Holy Spirit is the one that's reminding you, this is how we do it in the kingdom of God. This is the character of the kingdom of God. This is the fruit of the kingdom of God. This is how we take care of business. This is how we get income. This is how we treat our neighbors. This is how we treat our enemies. This is how we operate in favor. The Holy Spirit does that. Jesus specifically gave them direction. Do not go anywhere. Do not leave Jerusalem until you have received my spirit. That's why we took so long to talk about the Holy Spirit. Because your citizenship to heaven is pointless if you don't know anything about it. Your citizenship to heaven is pointless if you don't know how to live according to the kingdom of heaven. People in prison right now, their rights and their privileges of a United States citizen, it's pointless because they're locked behind a cell. They can't exercise any of it. And so the Holy Spirit lives within us, endues us with power, and allows us to transform our surroundings, allows us to bring heaven to earth. And being a citizen gives us that right but operating according to the Holy Spirit gives us the responsibility and helps us walk in that. Does that make sense? That we're making a connection there. Now look at this in Acts chapter 16 in closing. This is very extensive. I could actually go several weeks on just citizenship itself. In one sense, you could say that citizenship is the key to the keys. It's citizenship. If, if, you, if you prove to me that you're not a very good driver, I'm not giving you the key to my vehicle. If you prove to me you can't handle a vehicle, if you prove to me that you don't have a driver's license, if you prove to me that you don't have insurance, you're not getting access to my vehicle. You're not getting the key. And so that's what this citizenship does. This citizenship gives you access to the keys, understanding it. Now, Acts chapter 16, verse 35. I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read it for time. I'm just going to paraphrase. Paul, he has just been taken, uh, he's just been arrested, Paul and Silas both, for causing an uproar in the streets. 
They've been taken. They've been beaten. They've been placed in, uh, in jail, basically. And this is the story of where they began praising and worshiping God, just like we were talking about at the beginning. Not looking on the problem, but beginning to praise and worship God. The whole place shook, and every jail cell opened, and they were set free. Then the jailer, getting ready to kill himself, comes, to, comes in the kingdom. That's amazing. If we could get our eyes off of the problem for long enough, who could we be affecting for the kingdom of God? That's amazing. But look at this here. I'm going to go to a certain verse. So now, let me just read it. Verse 35. I've got to read it. It says, And when it was day, the magistrates sent the officers, saying, Let those men go. Okay, this is the next morning. Paul and Silas, they've been set free by God. They have stayed at the jailer's house. His whole family's gotten saved. And now the next morning, these men are saying, just let them go. So the keeper of the prison reported these words to Paul. But look what Paul says in verse 37. But Paul said to them, they have beaten us openly, uncondemned Romans, and have thrown us into prison. And now do they put us out secretly? No, indeed, let them come out themselves and get us. And verse 38 says, And the officers told these words to the magistrates, and they were afraid when they heard that they were Romans. Then they came and pleaded with them. The very government that just sent them, that just had them beaten, put them in stocks, and put them in jail, is now pleading with them that they would depart the city. Get out, please. Why? Because Paul had Roman citizenship and they treated him improperly based upon his citizenship as a Roman. This happened one more time in Acts chapter 22. Acts chapter 22. And they listened to him until this word. And then they raised their voices and said, Away with such a fellow from the earth, for he is not fit to live. They're talking about Paul. They want to kill him. A whole city's gone into uproar again. Verse 23, Then as they cried out and tore off their clothes and threw dust into the air, the commander ordered him to be brought into the barracks and said that he should be examined under scourging so that he might know why they shouted so against him. The commander saying, What in the world did you do to get these people in an uproar? I don't believe you, and we're going to beat you until we find out. They're basically interrogating him. And as they bound him with thongs, Paul said to the centurion who stood by, Is it lawful for you to scourge a man who is a Roman and uncondemned? That means who has not gone through proper trial. See, in Rome, they had a certain way they took care of things. If I went to another country and I did something wrong, they had better hand me over to the United States government or they're going to be wrong. So Paul knew, I have right to trial in Rome. That's where my citizenship is. Verse 26, when the centurion heard that, he went and told the commander, saying, Take care what you do, for this man is a Roman. Then the commander came and said to him, Tell me, are you a Roman? He said, Yes. The commander answered, With a large sum I obtained my citizenship. And Paul said, But I was born a citizen. 
Then immediately those who were about to examine him withdrew from him. The commander was also afraid. And after he found out that he was a Roman, and because he had bound him, Paul knew the power of citizenship. And he knew, you can't touch me without going through my government first. You can't do anything to me without going through my government because I'm of a different government. Citizenship will protect you and keep you from living according to the systems and provisions of this world. And see, many believers for ignorance, not knowing their citizenship, thinking that we just have to go through things in this world just like everybody else, thinking that we are limited to this world's resources just like everybody else, thinking that the world is our answer just like everybody else, and that's not a true statement. Our citizenship is in the kingdom of God, so we are not bound by this world's rule. We're not bound by this world's systems. We're not bound by this world's provisions and resources. We have access to another kingdom. And the second you bring that up, Satan will tremble and will operate with fear because he knows he has to go through God to get to you. That's the power of citizenship. We need to know these things. I mean, how many of us, how many of you know the entire Constitution? How many of you know every single right and privilege you have as a citizen of the United States of America? And if somebody were to confront you, they could get you off in an area, and you actually don't have to. Well, that's why we need to know God's Word. Because when Satan comes and he tries to put sickness on us, we can say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You can't touch me. I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God. You can't touch me with that. When he tries to bring financial lack into our lives, we can say, whoa, you don't have access to me. I'm not bound under your authority. You are not my controller anymore, and I belong to the the kingdom of God. This is where I get my resource. This is where I get my financial provision. When he tries to bring doubt and worry and unbelief on you, you can go to the word and you can say, whoa, I've got rights. I've got benefits. I've got access to another kingdom. When he tries to bring uh, 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 anxiousness or depression in your life, you can come back with the word. But if we don't know our rights, then Satan will do whatever he wants and we'll put up with it because we'll just think, well, one day I'll be in the kingdom of heaven. One day I'll have access. One day I'll be a citizen. And that one day was the second you prayed. And yet we're all looking for heaven. Yet we're all waiting till that day. But our access and our citizenship in the kingdom of God was when we prayed. And so we need to know these things. We need to know our rights. We need to know our benefits. We need to know our privileges. We need to know God's promises. We need to know what he's already been promised and faithful to promise us. So we can stand up in those days and say, you don't have access in that area of my life. You can't bring a a wall between me and my wife. You you don't have that control over my children. You You can't bring depression on me. You can't bring fear. You don't have access to my finances. You don't have access to my health. 
We need to close those things off because we are citizens of a different kingdom. I now operate according to the way God does things. And that's where we'll continue, is the keys of the kingdom. But you're not going to work a key if you don't, one, know what that key does, two, know that you have the ability to operate in that, and three, be responsible to live the lifestyle that keeps you in right standing. And that's what citizenship does. So we'll continue from there. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word this evening. We thank you that we are citizens of your kingdom. We're not on the outside looking in. We're not waiting for one day. We're not waiting for when uh, uh, you choose to allow us into your kingdom. We're not waiting to get to heaven for a full uh, manifestation. We thank you that you have placed the kingdom within us. And Father, I thank you that we operate according to your kingdom because we are citizens of it. And we begin to look beyond the world that we're in. We begin to look beyond the the answers and the provision that is available to us uh, in the natural. But we we begin to look at your word. We begin to look at what you've promised us. We begin to look at the answers that your word gives us. Because we are true citizens of the kingdom of God. We value that. We live according to your principles and your standards that you outline in your word. And we thank you that we begin to identify ourselves as citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Father, we are so excited for this series. We're so excited for the word that you're opening up to us. And we treasure it, we value it, and we live by it. In Jesus' name, amen.